Hi guys, I'm Tatiana Pinto and this is my interview with Próximo Jornada. Usually I like to start at the start, but today I want to start right now, right in this moment, because I think this is such a, an incredible time, not only to be a player for Selecao, but also for what's happening at Levante. So many good things that are happening right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what, what's, what's the atmosphere like, both, both with the national team and also with the club? Yeah, it's 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 um, a beautiful co coincidence because I think is as you said is is the the club and our Portugal national team, but also all the women's football in all world. And you can see where you are in England. England is it's being such a good example for everyone else. Um, emptying stadiums. You will have the Wembley sold out. Well, I really, I, I'm really, I feel privileged and uh, honored to be a football player right now in this moment because it's such a nice time to to play and to enjoy the all the good things that are happen. To be honest, because I'm in I'm in Porto at the minute, but I I saw in in England the I think the Arsenal game in the Champions League mm -hmm. they they showed pictures of whatever it was 10 years ago or something against Wolfsburg yeah. and, and today and the difference and and then obviously we recently had the the record attendance I was there at, at that match um, you were against so Wales nice. yeah for your 100th 100th appearance yeah I was there yeah. each time it feels like whether it be in the matches in Portugal the national team or in England or in Spain or, or wherever it is in the Champions League especially is yeah. It feels like it's 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 growing and growing. So it's yeah, yeah. it's absolutely very quick, very quick. I think. Yeah. I mean, for you, I think because of how quickly it's changed. When you look back to sort of your childhood and your the first time you fell in love with football, did you have any particular inspirations? Someone in the family, or maybe professional players that you looked at, perhaps in the men's game or the women's game, that were a a strong influence on on you well i would say no because when i was younger we had no um like uh, role models in women's football i had not that opportunity or chance to to see on tv or to to yeah to find someone that i could inspire myself in women's football but of course I always look at for for the men's side because in my in my house we only could see the men's not the the, the women so yeah I I always look at for the port especially the Portuguese players of course because in yeah and maybe I don't know uh, I always come I saw every time Ronaldo I saw Luis Figo Nuno Gomes uh, Rui Costa, I saw so many of them, Deco, uh, Nani, Quaresma, so, so many big, big names that I saw, but I, I also look also with um, 
Xavi and Iniesta, and I, it's it was a uh, it was incredible. They were incredible. So well, I didn't say I I won't say that I did ever an inspiration, but of course I I I followed more the Portu the Portuguese players because in my house we didn't have so much money to see other games, you know. So yeah. It was nice also. They were uh, fantastic players. Yeah. I mean, what the, the amount of players you just named, that that generation, especially yeah. uh, because I think we're similar age, watching the same, obviously the European Championships were here. You had the sort of golden ah, generation. Yes. And yeah, I think for anyone growing up at that time, boy or girl, I think such a, such a great uh, generation to watch. But yeah. For you personally, I think you left. I mean, you left home. You know, pretty early. I think first went to to Germany around about 2013, yes. 2014. And obviously, you look at how far sort of footballers came then. Um, then you moved to England and was competing in the WSL, playing against the likes of Manchester City and Chelsea. Yeah. It seems an obvious question. What prompted you to to want to move so early? Was it just to get these early experiences in other countries where maybe the football was a bit more developed? And also, do you think those early experiences have, have really helped your career? Yeah, for sure. Like, my first goal, goal when I decided to, to go to Germany and England was to be professional because... In Portugal, I could not be uh, professional because we don't have uh, a professional championship. Uh, in that time, we had no professional team, so I had to move if I want to take more serious the football. So, yeah, I decided to take the risk to go and then to go again in, in Bristol in England but yeah I think this kind of experience was fantastic and was incredible for me because I I learned a lot even with my all of my mistakes that I did because we we always do mistakes it's part of part of the life but I feel I really feel honestly that I really grow a lot with this two experiences because I was alone. I had to to new a new language, new friends. Uh, everything it wasn't new for me. I was very young, eighteen, nineteen, and I had to do everything by myself. And yeah, it makes you grow faster, I think. And you you need to sort out the things very uh, alone and quick. So I think that was very, very, very good for, for my career and for, for my life in, personally. I think um, yeah. it's a huge experience. I think you, you touched on it there, that just how important it is sort of off the field as well. That's in terms of like developments. And as you say, yeah. even Germany and England alone, two different languages, two different cultures, you know, fast forward a couple of years and when, when you returned to Portugal, it was almost like things were starting to happen here, like the wheels were in motion. I think at, at the time when you joined 
uh, Sporting in like 2016, 2017 season, they just formed uh, sort of yeah. the, the the women's team. And I think, am I right in, in believing that was the club that you, you grew up supporting? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you are right. You are right. Yeah. All my family, all my family are from Sporting. So yeah. I have no chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No chance and you had no choice. No chance. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, just going back there and obviously those listening and those who, who might not be aware that that time period in your career was just success after success. I think the first season, the club didn't lose a single match uh, no. in the league. The, the second season, the same thing happened again. You know, back-to-back league titles. There was a Tasta Portugal in there as well, I think. Super Tasa. Um, everything. Were, we won everything. Everything. You were scoring goals. You were providing assists. And I think, was was that moment when you won the first league title after the experiences of leaving so young, going to Germany, going to England, going through the, as you say, the mistakes, the joys, you know, the highs, the lows, and then coming yeah. back and being a champion in your own country for the club you you grew up supporting. Was that, I can't even imagine how that must have felt for you at, at that time. No, it was, was, um, was very, I, I couldn't believe also. <laughs> but when I accept that, the, uh, that challenge, uh my like I, I obviously was very very happy but like the main thing was you will be professional in your country in your home with your family and friends close to you and in your home home club so was something that I really want to be a part and of course, during these two years, yes, we won everything that was in Portugal to win. We we won everything. Um, and of course, I wanted to put my name in this history of the club also because um, I think Sporting did a. They are doing a good job in in helping to improve the women's football in in Portugal. So and my name my name is is there in the history so that was my goal but of course when you win too many times it also comes some kind of discomfort or kind of i don't know uh staying in your comfort zone yeah. that's not good and yeah definitely and i, I think that that leads us on nicely because and I think we see it a lot with with players when they feel like they've sort of given everything there is to give at a particular club or in a particular league, particular country. And, you know, you make that move and it was, obviously, we, we see today, it was a brilliant move for you. And again, a new, a slightly different culture, uh, you know, a slightly different language. Um, yes. And uh, just also adapt them, but... For you this time, it was almost you were leaving home again, but you were you were at a completely different period in your career. Yes. You were leaving as a champion, someone who'd made their mark, not only just in the, the history of Sporting Club de Portugal, but you've made the history of Portuguese football and especially, you know, 
yeah, being there and being one of the first people to, to to win the championships. And at this point, I think when you go to Levante, you're 27, 28 around there. So you you just at a different time, both personally on the pitch, off the pitch. You come yeah. to Levante, a club that obviously you will know more than anyone who's has a history of fighting at the top and fighting for titles and fighting to play in the Champions League. And, you know, the the, the first season was, I think, finished sixth in the first season. A league that's constantly growing. I mean, you only have to look at the table now at just how many teams are putting more and more investment into, you know, yeah. fighting to play in the Champions League. This season has just been, you know, I imagine for you going from that sort of first season, bedding in, adjusting to the league, of you've course. now got 12, 12 goals, I think three assists in yeah. 27 appearances, but 19 starts. You you know, you you personally went on a run. I think you scored 11 goals in 14 games or something. And yeah. that coincided with the club going on a run of 11 victories between November and March. You're now... One win, I essentially guarantees you the first, the first stage, the third place in the UEFA Champions League. The next game is, uh, if I'm not mistaken, is against the City rivals. Uh, yes, yeah. so, and in our stadium, main wow. stadium. So, just, just for you personally, how how has the season been? I think, like as you said, I am completely a different person and player right now. Of course, because I'm older. Uh, but I think it's all of my experience or, or like I was in Germany so I had to I maybe it was not too maybe it was too early that uh, I moved there to play I was not prepared when I was in England I felt really that was a very good experience for me because I learned a lot I had good players around me and um, I think there were there I, I I realized that I really wanted to be a professional football player. So right now in this moment of my life, I feel more like more experienced player and I, I because I I threw I passed through a lot of things good and and the bad things. it's normal. it's part of the life. But I don't know, I just feel comfortable co comfortable in a good way. Okay, comfortable with the with the club, with the with the coaches, with with my teammates. I think we have a very healthy um, group, uh, and that's one of the keys that um, puts us in the third place. I think we really have a good environment, very healthy, very fun. I don't know, like we don't have any problems with each other. We we try to help each other all the time. So I think that's that makes all the difference. And I personally, I, I feel, I don't know, I feel comfortable. I feel comfortable in the way that, that the team plays. I think it fits me good. Um, of course, I learned a lot with this coach um, and challenged myself all the time, which is very good because I cannot, I don't want to be in my comfort zone. Uh, but yeah, I feel I feel happy, really. I I enjoy play football here because I feel good with, with the club, with my teammates. 
and the way we play. I think we we do a really, really good job. But uh, yeah, I feel good physically and mentally. I think mentally is uh, is also um important thing to to talk about because you know it's it's something very dangerous in in sports and in in life generally yeah. but yeah i i think i feel prepared uh very prepared uh physically mentally and of course after more specific in football in that tactical and and technique but physically and mental mentally i feel very good and when you combine these two things in football i think you you will be in the top form and i think i am i am in that stage and that's something that i think our listeners will will be able to take whether they play football or, or not i think when you feel physically well and when you feel mentally well it's it's hard to really perform if you have maybe one, but you don't have the other. You could be yes, physically exactly. feeling brilliant and in the gym. But and... if your mind is not good or something yeah. is not going good. Especially in, in football where it feels like there's so much scrutiny. To but we have, we, we really that. have to deal with that. Like yeah. I think the, the most important thing in, in football and in sports, it's to how we manage and how we yeah how we manage to or are we going to through the mistakes that we do mm-hmm. because mistakes is is normal but how we react is is really really the key the key really for sure yeah for sure and i think Obviously, I wanted to speak about, you know, sort of the, the group that you've got at the minute. You pretty much really summed it up really nice in that it's it's not just an environment where it's a collective of, of good players. It's a group of players who want to help each other, who want to help each other improve. And it sounds like that it's there's a great sort of harmony in the group. Like it's there's a really good atmosphere around the club. And I think when we spoke before about where you go 11 games winning every single game and or 14 games unbeaten during those sort of periods it's everyone is sort of playing for each other and helping each other and that brings sort of results on the pitch no no it is um i can tell really yeah. we we are very united and we really trust our our coaches i yeah. think yeah and what, it's very very nice what what's he like playing for because the Obviously, I think he was used to work with the Atleti team. He was working in the men's game as, uh, for a bit as well with Vittorio. Yeah, in Portugal. As a, as a, like yeah. a video analyst and a coach. What type of coach is he? Is he demanding? Like, how is he? Obviously, we see tactically on the pitch how he wants yeah. you sort of playing. But how is he with you? What is, you know, what are his strengths? And what do you think you've learned from him? No, he is, of course. I think he is very demanding, yeah. But what I really enjoy about him is he always have a plan always he's always improving um find uh, searching for solutions and we always have a plan and that's our solution and that's very i don't know i i just feel i feel confident with that you know um and of course he he, he has this group of players and he 
he can um, sort out the best of our or of each other. And it's crazy because I think uh, we as a group and individual, we are doing amazing. And I think he's doing uh, a good job in, in this and yeah, in this side, like he's, he is very demanding, of course, but he knows he know her as very very well, yeah. and he knows what to expect from us. Uh, so yeah, I think I I really enjoy. Yeah. I really enjoy. I mean, you can see see from the results on the pitch that he's he's definitely get getting a lot right, uh, and obviously getting his yeah, message yeah, across. But, and the last thing I wanted to speak about was the national team. And to be honest, we could probably speak about the national team for two hours. Uh, yeah. There's so, so much I to would. pack in, in in such little time. But coming on off the bench for your 100th appearance uh, to a great reception, I think, yeah, for especially sure. where where I was sitting, it was the same. The applause, you could see people in the crowd that they were they were so happy to be there to sort of share that moment and for you did you ever dream of of a of a hundredth appearance no no i never dream about well i dream i dreamed about being a professional football player yeah and i dream also about to represent my my country that was my 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 dream what i what i didn't know was that i would make history uh with with the with the clubs and also with the national team and and this is is being crazy it's being crazy we i'm in the national team maybe for 10 years now or eight nine and it's crazy because we made the the euro in 2017 we failed to the world cup but we were almost we fight to the woman zero and we had the chance to go and we did we did a really good job there we we did this um yeah we go now to the world cup like it's it's crazy to see the the differences and like the evolution in terms in terms of everything in terms of conditions in terms where the where the players are playing in terms of the the professionalism in terms of how the players are physically also how they are improving how they are investing in themselves like it's crazy and everything together it's making a huge impact in our national team because we are growing so quick, so quick. I feel that in every single camp that we go, I feel this, this improvement. And I think it's 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 crazy. It's definitely great to to sort of witness it and be there. So I can't even imagine what it'd be like to, to sort of be part of it. But we speak a, a little bit about the 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 qualification. So for again, for those that are listening. You know, Portugal recently qualified for the Women's World Cup for the first time in in the history of of the yes. Seleção. They they beat Cameroon for into yeah. federation playoff. I mean, they I think the heart rate uh, around the world, well, especially in Portugal, watching it, 
conceding, <laughs> conceding so late in the game. I think it was maybe the 88th or 89th minute. And obviously, Carol Costa pops up with a, a winning penalty in penalty, the 94th yeah. minute. I mean, what was... I don't... In fact, I was going to ask what was that feeling like, but... When you watch the clips back, I think we know exactly how you were feeling at the time yeah, and how the rest of the squad sure. were feeling. <laughs> like that game was 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 kind of different because it was more the emotions. Yeah. Was very hard to control the emotions. And I I felt that as a group that maybe after the 30 minute we lost our mm-hmm. uh our conscience us or we we lost our mental side. We were playing with our heart. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. having so many chances in the early part of the game as well, the free kick that hit the post yeah, no, of the crossbar, yeah. and, and and we were actually controlling the game. We we 100%. had the ball. We were controlling, pressing high, recovery balls. We were, but you know, <laughs> after yeah, we had this kind of mistake. But we did good after. Yeah, he definitely made meant it. To be. It, it was <laughs> meant to be. It was. It was a very um it was a very Portuguese way to, to go to the World Cup because I think for sure when when I look at the history, especially with the men's team, and it's like oh for sure every single time they need either you a have, playoff have, or <laughs> and even the women's team is the exact suffer same. a lot. Yeah. We suffer a lot, but we go. Yeah, that's yeah. it. It's Portuguese culture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even <suffering>. in men. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's it's the pain, the pain that you have to go through. I mean, yes. Yeah, I think that pretty much takes us to the end. I think to end on a high note, you know, the on on course to to finish in the Champions League places. Portugal are at the highest ever ranking in the FIFA rankings. With I think it's twenty third at the moment. Record yeah. attendance after record yeah. attendance, yeah, and it's just it's just a phenomenal time, and and it, honestly, it has been a pleasure to speak to you. Just to document what it feels like to be a player who's going through this, it's been an honor, and I hope our listeners have really enjoyed it. I know I've really enjoyed it, so um, yeah, <laughs> thank you, thank you. No, really, very very thankful for the opportunity to to speak with you and maybe to for the portuguese community in in england to yeah. to know more about women's football in in portugal it's very very interesting yeah so, and there's a big big uh, big community i think in in the usa yeah, yeah. as well the usa canada yeah. lots of english speaking countries that that um a lot and that concludes our interview with tatiana pinto if you enjoyed You can help us out by sharing it on social media. You can retweet our latest tweets. And yeah, just generally put us in front of a larger audience. So thank you again for listening. And make sure you tune in for the next episode of Prossima Jornada Meets.